0: You're listening to the Pipeline Show with Guy Flaming. I got a bad feeling about this. Let's kick off this week's episode of the Pipeline Show with an in the dub segment brought to you by dubnetwork.ca. If you want to stay up to date on everything happening around the Western Hockey League, that's a great place to start your day, is at dubnetwork.ca lots of things happening including big trades we saw one earlier this week with the Everett Silvertips and the Prince Albert Raiders which we're obviously going to talk about in this segment uh, but uh, things like that you can find at dubnetwork.ca uh, elsewhere especially when it comes to Everett Silvertips, Tips uh, you want to stay in touch with uh, the Daily Herald out of Everett with uh, Josh Horton who is the uh, beat writer covering the uh, Silver Tips and he's my guest today in the in the dub segment uh, Josh welcome to the pipeline show how are you I'm good, Guy. Thank Thanks so much for having me on. Uh, pleasure to get a chance to speak with you. It's, I think this is actually your first time on the show, isn't it? It is, yeah. All right. Indeed. Well, I appreciate you, uh, making the time today. Uh, and it's a good time to talk about the silver tips. Big trade this week, as I mentioned, with the, uh, the tips picking up Cole Fonstad and, uh, and what a debut he made uh, earlier this week, uh, in, uh, that game of three point performance.
1: Yeah, he was, he was terrific. I mean, um, it, it was, expectations were, 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 high, but also a little low because he's a guy that's coming in and, and not knowing stones and whatnot. But, uh, they threw him right into the deep end. He played a lot of minutes, was on power play, penalty kill. Um, he was on there six on five with, with Brandon's, uh, goalie pulled and he, he was terrific. Um, you know, he's a kid that flashed a lot of speed and that's kind of whatever it was looking for. They're a team, um, under Gary Davidson and Dennis Williams that wants to play fast and want to show showcase that skill they want to let their forwards um you know get up and down the ice um, quick breakouts and whatnot and he kind of fits that system perfectly um so yeah he he broke open the the scoring with a with a beautiful 5 on 3 goal um you know kind of Johnny on the spot on a rebound and um then had some had some nice assists on the other one so yeah he he, he looked really good um he he had some pretty instant chemistry with uh with Bryce Kindop and Gage Gonzalez, their leading scorers uh, outside of that. so yeah, it was it was a great debut for him. He looked he looked terrific.
0: When I had uh, the GM Gary Davidson on the show in the uh, preseason to talk about the club, uh, he d- he made it pretty obvious, uh, I think, for the audience that he was looking for uh, forwards around the league that he could bring in and and uh, add some scoring punch. And obviously, that uh, is one of the reasons uh, they go out and get Fonstad, and and he's off to a great start. But with twenty four goals this season, has offense been as big a concern as uh, as maybe we thought?
1: Yeah, they, they, they have had some struggles. They went into, to Wednesday's game with the 21st strength power play. Um, you know, they, they were scoring 18 goals. Um, and a lot of those were (laughs) not coming on five on five. So there, there were some, there were some issues there. And, um, yeah, when I talked to Gary Davidson on Sunday, right after that trade went through, he, he kind of, he kind of made it seem like he want, he wants a team that, that can compete or, you know, give a chance for his team to compete. And there's no way they were going to do that without adding some offense. Um, they did have to, depart part with a pretty nice package. Um, Bruce is a kid with a lot of promise and kid that can play center and really, he's a really quick kid and good puck handler. And obviously those draft picks as well, you know, those, those aren't cheap. So, um, but nonetheless, I think just the opportunity of acquiring a kid like Fonsat, who's not only played in a memorial cup, but also, uh, has a, has a point per game pedigree in the league. That was, that was hard to pass up for, for Gary Davidson.
0: Josh Horton of the Everett Herald is my guest here on the Pipeline Show. Uh, All right, let's uh, talk about the Silver Tips in in a broader sense. Uh, At this point in the season, they're the number one uh, team in the U.S. division currently as we get close uh, into the uh, weekend's uh, action, Uh, and going by uh, winning percentage, they're the top team in the West division right now, so I'd have to think to some degree they're happy with the way things have gone, Uh, and certainly the success is there, but... It sounds like maybe the way they're getting it done, they're not completely happy with just yet.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, you look at their, their goal differential, you know, their their 24 goals, 21 goals against. I think they'd they love that, that goals for to go up. Uh, you figure the goals against will always be a manageable number with Dustin Wolf and uh, Kevin Carkey in net. Uh, Dustin Wolf has, has, uh, has looked terrific even without a losing some guys in defense. You think maybe, you know, there'll be some, some more odd man rushes and you'll get left up dry, maybe a little bit more, but. He still looked terrific. I mean, he's had some just unbelievable performances thus far, and Keegan Karki's looked really solid in his two starts. So, um, you know, Everett's always going to be kind of built from the from the net out, um, based on you know how they've successfully developed goaltenders over the years. But mm-hmm. they, they'd love, I think they'd love to, to score some score some more goals. And um, I think, I mean, they're, they're related with how, how things are going thus far in the season. I think they, they understand they, they have some shortcomings they need to address, but all things considered, you're sitting there six and three, um, with, with some scoring troubles and, and whatnot and, and some real question marks with some guys like Connor Dewar and Riley Sutter and Zach Andrusiak and, uh, some, some key, key, some key pieces on the defense leaving. And, um, you're sitting there at six and three and top of the decision. I think that's, uh, all things considered, that's pretty good.
0: How's, uh, the new import and Michael Gutt uh, performed so far? Five points, uh, through his first seven games, just the one goal so far. But, uh, maybe you gotta uh, be a bit more patient with, uh, an import rookie.
1: A little bit. Yeah. Mike, Michael, Michael looked pretty good. Um, you know, he's a kid with, with some size and some real vision. Um, he's a kid that's, uh, slotted in and played some, even some top, top six center for them early on. He was paired up with, with Bryce Kindop for a lot of the year and, um, he, he had a lot of success with him. Uh, yeah, he's looked he's looked really good. He, he, he's a kid with some promise for sure. Um, he's a kid that is playing power play for them already. Um, you know, they they they're they're very bullish on on Michael Goode and and his ceiling and what he can become. I think uh, you know the kind of the best is is, uh, is to come with with Michael
0: Goode. You mentioned Bryce Kindop a couple of times, leading the team in scoring. He is the uh, highest scoring returning player from last year's squad. What are expectations for him? I mean, he's, he's one of the top scorers in the entire league. Should we expect that, uh, to be able to, uh, like, can he maintain that, do you think, for the entire season?
1: I think he'll be up there for sure. I mean, he, he's a kid that, um, he just, he just plays the game the right way, I think. Um, he, he's a, he's a coach's favorite even last year with, with guys like Connor Dewar. And don't get me wrong, people love Connor Dewar, but you know, the, Bryce Kindab, just a lot of, a lot of unalicited Praise from, from coaches and, and GMs just because of the way he does it. And he's a kid that, that utilizes his speed and is always kind of in the right areas. Um, and there's no coincidence he scores a lot of goals because he just seems like he's always, always in the right place, always doing the right thing. He just does all these little things that lead to winning plays. So, um, he's, he's the captain there for a reason. And, um, I, I, I don't know if this, this point production is, is sustainable, but I, I think he'll be a point per game player and, um you know there's there's no reason to think that he will he can't lead the the Silver Tips in scoring and be up there in the WHL all
0: right let's branch out and uh, look at the rest of the division as we're speaking with Josh Horton from the Everett Herald uh, or the Herald in Everett uh, my guest here on the Pipeline show standings in the division uh Everett on top followed by Portland Tri-City Spokane uh, and Seattle but fairly close at the high end of that I mean, and Portland's just a point back Tri-City's a point back of them and Spokane, right there as well. Only Seattle's kind of slugged, uh, sluggish at the start this season. Any surprises so far uh, for you uh, with the way teams have performed?
1: Maybe a little bit with Tri Cities. Uh, I expect them to take maybe a step back with how much they lost with Parker O'Coin and and then Nolan Yuremko and um, having to shuffle up some overagers. But they they look pretty good. Josh McCall has taking a big step up. Um, I saw him opening night in, in Everett, and he looked he looked terrific. Um, and Danny Huo seems like he's taking a step up, and now they got Kyle Olson and Christoph Arbis back. And um, it looks like they're going to be competitive again. Um, it seems like Tri-City always feels their ice is a competitive team. So, um, yeah, I I, would, I I was a little surprised by that, but I, I figured the U.S. division would be very even this year with some of the teams and how much they're losing. Um, but there are a lot of teams with some younger players that you expect to take a step back. For example, Portland. Um, they have a lot of a lot of young forwards that seem like they're they're ready for a step, taking a step up. I think Seth Jarvis, the kid that was on your show very recently, mm-hmm. um, Reese Newkirk, Jake, Jake Reishis, um the Hannah Cross Hannis, Clay Hanna, uh Jane Thoreau. Yeah, they're they're so so deep with young forwards, and if those kids take a step up, I think Portland um, could be a good team. But um, a, a little maybe a little surprising that it's clicked so early for them. I maybe expected to be. A little a little late, but um no, the US division is wide open. I think that was the expectation going to the year and it remains to be that
0: way. I'll put on my uh, Captain Obvious hat and uh, and the return of Ty Smith to Spokane and how important that is for that team. And I know in the preseason I think Spokane was probably the the uh, the top choice as uh who's who's gonna be the best team in the division and a lot of it for for a lot of people it depended on whether Ty Smith eventually came back to the league or not. But to get him back at the very start of the season uh, is uh, i think obviously a, a pretty big piece there for the chiefs
1: no no without a doubt and i i still kind of consider spokane the a favorite in in the league and
0: I, you figure it'd have to take a little bit for for
1: everything to to, to sort itself out with how much they lost i mean jake or uh, jerry anderson dolan i mean that's a that's a huge piece to lose from last year and then guys like luke smith nolan nolan reed riley Woods, Ethan mackendu you know those are those are guys that contribute to their depth. You know, what made Spokane so good last year is that they could roll four forward lines out and every one of them were competitive. So, you know, they're, they're going to have to fill out that depth somewhere probably, but they still got so much to work with. I mean, Adam Beckman is probably one of the, the quickest releases in the in the league. Philip Kroll is a really solid defenseman. Eli Zumak does a lot of great things. Uh, J- Jack Finley is um, a huge 17-year-old that, is, uh, he's got some real promise. Luke Toporowski is, is a, he's kind of like a wrestling heel with some skill and, uh, and Noah King's a really nice shutdown defenseman that's paired really well with Ty Smith. Um, so, you know, with, with Ty Smith there, he's just such a difference maker and, um, he's going to make Spokane so good. Uh, you'd have to think in his 19 year old year, but, uh, they still have some things to work out for sure. And, um, I guess they still have some teams to catch, but even then it's still pretty wide open.
0: Yeah, they've played one less game than the the top teams in the division, and they're only one win away from uh, being right in that mix again. But, um, for, for, I like that description of Luke Toporowski as a, a wrestling heel. It really puts a, puts a great image in, in uh, everybody's mind. Um, for those who haven't had a chance to watch Adam Beckman, and, and, and I haven't been able to see him, uh, face to face yet, uh, with my own eyes, because the U.S. division, uh, didn't come here last year. Uh, but they will, uh, come this way this year, including the average silver tips. And I don't know if you're making that trip or, or not, Josh, but, uh, for those who haven't had a chance to watch Adam Beckman, maybe can you give a bit of a, uh, a description of the way he plays?
1: Yeah, of course. He's, he's a kid that has just got great hands. I mean, like I say, his, his shot release is just top notch. I mean, he's a guy that finds a really, um, nice way of just kind of getting into the, 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 the scoring areas, you know, the high danger areas and, uh, he's a great finisher. I mean, and he plays, he plays, plays a really, um, you know, fascinating style and he's not, you know, he's not super quick maybe, but, um, you know, he just, he's just such a good scorer in that way where his, his his quick release just, just goes a long way. The goalie, every time he's on the ice, um, and the puck is in that zone, they yeah, have to know where he is because pretty much anywhere on the ice, he can snap one by him.
0: Now, the only team uh, we haven't chatted about out of the U.S. division so far, uh, Josh, is the uh, Seattle Thunderbirds. Uh, And obviously, they haven't got off to the start that they would have uh, probably anticipated. And uh, I know going into the year, it was considered to be somewhat of a rebuilding season. But uh, that said, has this been a disappointing year thus far for Seattle? Uh, They are last place in the division uh, as we speak.
1: No, I wouldn't say so because, you know, I saw them on on Saturday and, you know, they they expected to be really young and you know, young teams, you never really know how that, how that's going to sort itself out. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of those young kids have looked pretty good. Connor Roulette is a kid. He was a little, he was a little silent in, in his game in Everett, but I saw him playing throughout the preseason tournament and he, he looks like a kid with some real promise. Uh, Kai, Kai Uchaz is a, is a nice, seems like a nice two-way center for them building, building off of, uh, Lucas Siona is a really big forward that, uh, that seems to have a lot of promise in this league. Brendan Williamson. Um, and then, you know, some of the draft guys they have, like Henry Verbinski, Roddy Ross is a kid I really love and met, Um, Andre you Peyton Mount, you know, they've got some, they got some nice pieces to build around. It's going to be another rebuilding year for them. It seems like, and you know, that's okay. I think that's kind of what they, what they expected going into this year. They're they expected to be young and they're going to let those young kids play and make mistakes. And, um, you know, that's what, what you do when you kind of are going through a rebuild and, um, uh, and kind of, uh, have to have to, See the see the consequences of going for it in a in a championship year.
0: Roddy Ross's numbers this year not all that uh, attractive in net a sub 900 save percentage and a 363 goals against right now. Is that more of a because of the the team in front of him right now is a lot uh, different than it was last year? I mean he had such a a, a great stretch with the uh, the T Birds after coming over in the middle of the season last year and, and his numbers were uh, terrific. A bit of a step back this year, but is it uh, more on him or is it the kind of the team in front of him?
1: You know, I, you know, I haven't seen every game of him, so it's hard hard for me to say. But you know, the game I did see him in Everett it seemed like you know he was he was making every save, he was in the right spots. Not a lot he could do in in the one goal he gave up. So, okay. um, you know, maybe maybe a bit of a step back in terms of his numbers, but he's a kid that's so big and and so talented. It seems like it it'll, it'll click for him at some point, And you know, when you're on a losing team like that, sometimes it's tough. Um. You know, to keep that momentum from, from going downhill. So, yeah, I, I, w- I would, say it's more, um, just, just kind of, uh, maybe a bit of a, this collaboration, but, um, as you did point out, you know, those numbers probably got to get a little better. if Seattle's going to want to win some games this
0: year. Josh, you making the trip out to Alberta this year? <laughs> I wish. Um, yeah, that's, that's a, that's a long one.
1: And, uh, in, in the modern day of newspapers, I don't know if I can convince them to send me out to, to Edmonton and Calgary <laughs> for <laughs> a double week. Um, but I'll work on it.
0: (laughs) Excellent. Well, listen, Josh, I really appreciate your time. Uh, Thanks for for making time for the Pipeline show today, and uh, enjoy the rest of the year with the uh, cover and the Silver Tips.
1: Yeah, thanks, Key. Honored to be on.
0: Josh Horton from the Everett Herald, uh, my guest here in the In the Dub segment for this uh, week, and I appreciate his time. The Everett Silver Tips are uh, playing some pretty good hockey early on this season. Everett takes on the Tri-City Americans uh, this weekend. Uh, In fact, uh, tonight on Friday. No rest for the Wicked. They host the Prince Albert Raiders on Saturday night. So a meeting there of uh, two of the top teams in the entire WHL at this point in the season. We'll go from the Western Hockey League in our In the Dub segment to our NCAA campus report. We're going to get a preview of the coming season from the perspective of the Big Ten Conference. Uh, Seven teams make up the Big Ten. Go figure. Nate Wells covers one of them very closely uh, as he is in Minneapolis, St. Paul, And so he's uh, right in the backyard of the Minnesota Golden Gophers. We will chat with him about that entire conference next here on the Pipeline Show. This is Guy Godelski from Penn State Hockey. You're listening to the Pipeline Show. Passion. Talent.
1: Development. NCAA hockey offers all that, and its players graduate at a 90% rate. NHLers Kyle Turris.
0: Wow, what a goal. And
1: Duncan Keith. Score! And future NHLers Tyson Jost and Dante Fabro all took the campus route. Whether you are a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. Champions of the college hockey world.